0: You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome to the LW Coaching Show on Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your co-host, Ben Wellneck, and with me is Linda Wallenfels. Linda, how are you? Good. Good. Well, it's been a while, Christmas and New Year's and all kinds of stuff going on, so I hope everything went well for you.
1: Oh, it's a really busy season with yeah. Yeah. everyone wanting to set up their season plan and figure out which races they're gonna do. So it's a really good time of year.
0: I noticed on the mountain bike radio endurance calendar I put together this endurance calendar that has pretty much as many endurance races that I can scour. The traffic on that over the last couple of weeks predictably went up. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: sending a lot of people to your calendar because people are asking me about races and it's a really good resource.
0: Yeah. It, it's hard to keep up because there's so many different races coming up and then the dates, you know, some of them, the dates don't get updated right away until in the season. So then people are emailing me wondering what's up. But if you see something on that, anybody, you listen to this, if you see something on there that you know that's it, not on there, let me know. Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. And I'll get it updated right away. So um and if anybody has any questions for Linda, you can always give her shoot her an email. It's Linda L Y N D A at LW Coaching.com. So before we uh get into this, I wanted to give people a reminder. Uh this yeah, man, post yep. on
1: my forum too. That's really the best place to ask questions. Okay, and cool. Also look through my forum cause we get the same questions over and over again. And it's probably a shortcut if you just read someone else's and get your answer.
0: Okay. So listeners, there you go. Go to lwcoaching.com and check out her forum because it does have a lot of stuff going on there. So, and she's really good about getting back to you and she'll answer your questions usually pretty quickly. I'm, I'm promising for you now, Linda. So we have uh, to deliver. All right. So this forum's up-
1: being pumping. We've had like, 10, 20 questions a day on the forum
0: lately. Oh, that's awesome. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. So somebody, if they're listening, you can just go directly to that. And, and if you're listening to this on the app, what you can do is if you're, you know, look at your screen in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little E, I think on the Android, actually it's a little gift box, but just touch that and it'll take you to all the links. So the show will continue to play. Meanwhile, you can browse around and do all this stuff so it's pretty cool all right so this episode is continuation of the intervals we've had oh i should have checked but i think it was three or four other episodes of everything from the basics like what is an interval to more specifics you know like here's different types and uh, here's what you should consider basically beginning to end of intervals so check back all the other shows you can definitely uh gain a lot of information, a lot of knowledge just from those. So appreciate, first of all, Linda, I appreciate you doing all that and giving people a really good resource as far as the intervals. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Once I started thinking about it and looking at the questions, people said it was a huge topic.
0: Yeah, and we've had a lot of, it seemed like a lot of feedback and a lot of questions afterward. Uh, so it's really good. So thanks, listeners. And, uh, like I said, if you have any questions after you hear this or any of the other episodes, maybe you go back and listen, shoot us email. We'll figure it out and go from there. So Linda, this one, we're talking VO2 max, right?
1: Yep. This one is part four. So fourth in the series, going to talk about VO2 max, the what, why, when and how of VO2 max intervals. And this is going to be the last. In the interval series, I think we're going to polish it off with this info.
0: I'm kind of sad to see it go. (laughs) It's kind of cool. But all right. So what do we need to know about VO2 max? Okay, the
1: first thing we need to know is what is it? So let's give you a definition that VO2 max is your maximal oxygen uptake. That The V is volume and the O2 oxygen and max is maximum. So maximum oxygen uptake and it's defined as the maximum amount of oxygen in milliliters a person can use in one minute per kilogram of body weight. So that's the scientific definition. But practically what it is, it's the most oxygen we can process, we can take in, we can get to our ourselves and we can use for exercise. And you you get a sense of your oxygen consumption by how fast you're breathing so you start exercising and you're not breathing that fast and as you increase the intensity you start breathing faster to get more oxygen in so there is a point where you can't take any more oxygen in that's your vo2 max and it's not the same as your maximum effort you can keep increasing exercise intensity on and above vo2 max uh, using anaerobic pathways and that's important to know when you're designing vo2 max intervals that vo2 max and maximum exercise intensity are not the same thing so just go out and riding your interval at max effort just banging out the max that you can do probably means that you're not at vo2 max and you may not be most efficiently training your vo2 max so that's one point to know about vo2 max
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
1: That's a common question to athletes get should I just ride as hard as possible for my interval and the answer is usually no
0: okay it's I guess from my perspective and you know like you said the questions it seems like it's it's a hard thing for somebody that would be new right because you can't really judge I mean maybe you've been riding for a, a season or something it's really hard to judge what that would be without having somebody kind of give you some insight to it.
1: Oh, and absolutely. It's a moving target. Every season, ideally it gets higher for you and Mm -hmm. throughout the season it gets higher. So there isn't a one, you know, ideally it's improving for you.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So let's look at why move on to the why, why would you train VO2 max? And the very, very short answer is because it makes you faster. And our goal is to win races and get faster. So that's why you would want to train it. And, When you're looking at mountain bike racing, the shorter distances like cross-country, you're spending an enormous amount of time during the race at your VO2 max intensity. So it's very race-specific for that. And the starts of cross-country races and a lot of endurance races that have an early bottleneck are incredibly fast. So that's – and climbs, steep climbs, those are the two places where VO2 max training really – Really comes in, and apart from being really fast, there's other benefits that will increase your fitness that comes with training what we call VO2 max intervals, and I'll just list off a few. We have increased plasma volume, increased stroke volume, increased maximal cardiac output, hypertrophy of slow twitch muscle fibers, increased muscle capillarization, increased anaerobic capacity and lactate tolerance. Now that's a quick list of some of the other major physiological benefits and all of these adaptations will make you faster on your mountain bike.
0: So basically it's just pushing a lot more blood all over the place quicker.
1: And transporting oxygen from the air into the muscles where they need it.
0: Yep. Cool.
1: Okay. Let's talk about when, when to train VO2 max and exactly when to train VO2 max when to do the VO2 max intervals depends on the demands of your goal event so like we said cross-country racing has an enormous amount of VO2 max pedaling time in it and as the races get longer the intensity and the speeds obviously go down so it becomes less important but if you're racing cross-country you definitely need to be doing a lot of VO2 max training but Like I listed all the physiological benefits, everybody needs to be doing VO2 max training. And one place where everybody does VO2 max training is early season. So right now, basically, in your base training and early season, it's really good to put in a small amount of VO2 max training to kickstart your training, to bump your fitness up to the next level before you've done the bulk of the training. So... When you do the bulk of your training, you're actually doing it at a higher level, a higher quality. So, I like to give all my athletes a low volume of VO2 Max training early season. And then, because it's so race specific for cross country racing, then right before, like the four weeks before your peak race, you want to be doing a focused VO2 Max block. So, when you hit your peak cross country race, your VO2 Max is is at peak levels.
0: So, with the, you mentioned cross country, and a lot of times there can be a gray area, I guess, between what would be cross country and what would be endurance. What, when you mention cross country, just so listeners are clear, what do you mean, maybe as far as time wise? Is it an hour? Does it go up two hours? So, if somebody's, you know, for example, we have a Wisconsin off road series, we do a show on here, and those are generally, you know, under two hours. Um, Is there a time frame that? Yeah, you're under kind two of and a half of?
1: hours, it's cross country.
0: Okay. So anything, and, anything longer than that, you really, the consideration is different.
1: Yeah. And like you said, there's a real gray area between two and three hours. And once you're over three hours, you're definitely in the endurance frame. But there's so many different events. Across the country, uh, every you can find every single duration and distance. So you, it's just a sliding continuum. It's not real okay. real definitions. Okay. So I just th-
0: wanted to give listeners an idea of when you mentioned cross-country versus endurance.
1: Okay. So, yep. Basically, the shorter you race, the more important VO2 max training is to do immediately before your event. And when I say immediately, I mean in the four weeks prior, not the four hours prior.
0: <laughs> Although <laughs> people will try to pack it in the last week. <laughs> Which is not recommended.
1: So the longer distance your event is, the longer duration, the less race-specific VO2max training is, and the earlier you should program it into your macro plan for the season. Uh, every athlete should be doing VO2max training at some point in their season because, like I listed before, there's a whole bunch of incredible physiological benefits that um, apply to every type of mountain bike athlete in when you do these early season and VO2 max training, you only need to do a very small volume of it. Just one session a week uh, can make a really large difference. And late, When you're doing it to peak for a race, a short race later in the block right before your peak, then twice a week is good. And three times a week is really the upper limit. There's very few times I'll program it three times a week. And you've got to be really conscious of recovery between those days when you do it. So Mm
0: -hmm. it's a good idea if you're going to be going into something like that to kind of clear your, make sure it's not a busy works week or your kids have 10 events going on during that week. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Don't do, don't do three VO2 max intervals on a week where you have a race Mm because a race would actually count as one as your VO2 max sessions. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've looked at the, what they are, why, when, and now we're going to talk about the how and, you know, how do we actually put it into your training. And I'm going to give you some workout examples. So how to design your interval session. When you're looking at VO2 max intervals, your goal is to maximize the time you spend at VO2 max. And it's not just the amount of time you spend in one interval, it's the amount of time you spend in your whole session. So you want to design your interval session with the goal in mind that every interval is accruing a certain amount of time at VO2 max. And so you're you're looking at the whole session, not just each interval. And there's two strategies of going about this. You can do longer intervals with longer rest, or you can do much shorter intervals with shorter rest. So let's look at the first strategy, the longer interval with more rest, and these are the classic interval sessions that everybody knows about, like four times four minutes with three minutes of rest, or five times four minutes with three minutes of rest. So the, the rest and the interval is usually one, almost one-to-one, three minutes of interval, three minutes of rest, or four minutes of interval, three minutes of rest. And... everyone's done these if you're Mm -hmm. trained at all your classic those are your classic VO2 max intervals Mm -hmm. and when you start these intervals like on interval number one you start pedaling your body is not immediately at VO2 max and you can think about that when you start an interval say you're pedaling at 300 watts for the first 15 seconds you're hardly breathing at all and you know the longer into the interval slowly your breathing ramps up and that's really what v- what your oxygen consumption does too that there's a physiological time lag between when you start putting the power to the pedals and when your body reaches vo2 max so for your first interval it takes about two minutes of pedaling at your vo2 max power to reach your vo2 max so your first interval will really if you're doing a four minute interval your first interval will only accrue two minutes of VO2 max training and this is a key part to num- know that a four-minute interval will only accrue two minutes at VO2 max. So that only works out to about 50% of your interval time was spent at VO2 max. And Remember, we're interested in how much VO2 max training we can accrue in the entire session adding up all the intervals. And at this point, I want to take a little diversion to read some listener questions because this is a fairly common question I get. And this is what I'm talking about right here is going to explain. So the first one came in on Twitter from Chris Baddock. And he asked, complete versus incomplete recoveries for VO2 max intervals. What's better, when, and why? And the next question came in on Facebook from Jason Eights. Explain the difference between high-intensity intervals with full recovery versus short recovery. For example, a three-minute full gas, then three minutes of rest. Oh, no, I read that wrong. Three three minutes of full gas, then five minutes of rest versus three minutes of full gas and only two minutes of rest. So, again, he's asking longer rest, shorter rest. then the last one I'm going to read... Then these are all the same questions, just phrased in different manners. This is another Facebook one from James McGuire. Tell us about the rest period between intervals. How important is it? If you aren't hitting the mark during an interval, are you better off persevering or extending the rest during an interval? So if we think about we're out doing hill intervals, they're four minutes each, and you say you bang out your first four minutes at 300 watts, and that was pretty hard and then you have three minutes of rest and you don't recover completely in that three minutes of rest. There's really no way you can recover. But if you doubled that, if you'd taken six minutes of rest, you'd still be warm and you'd still be ready to go, but the next interval, you know, you'd probably be able to match or even beat that first interval. So it's really tempting when you're doing VO two max intervals to add more rest. Um hmm. So I'm going to explain why you don't want to do that, why you don't want to add more rest. And it all has to do with accruing time at your maximum oxygen consumption level at your VO2 max during the entire session. So remember, our first four-minute interval accrued us only two minutes at VO2 max. And if we take complete recovery, what we do is we start a baseline again and... The next interval will only accrue two minutes of VO2 max. But if we take incomplete recovery, we're not, our oxygen consumption isn't all the way back down to baseline. So on our second interval, we might accrue, we'll get up to VO2 max faster and we'll accrue more time at VO2 max. So in the second interval, you might accrue two and a half minutes of VO2 max. The third interval, you might accrue three minutes of VO2 max and so on. When you have incomplete recovery, it means you ramp up to VO2 max in your next interval faster. And that's the reason why in VO2 max intervals, you want to go for incomplete recovery, not complete recovery.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm.
1: So those are the classic four by four minutes, five by four minutes intervals everyone knows about. And the next type of intervals are VO2 max intervals that are really effective. There's a lot of science behind this. If you want to google a French scientist called Veronique Bilat, she has done a lot of research on this and published a lot of data that shows these short VO2 max intervals, they're shorter with shorter rest. An example would be 15 sets of 30 seconds at VO2 max alternated with 30 seconds at 50% of VO2 max power. And so there's only 30 seconds. You're 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And it takes several interval cycles to actually ramp up to VO2 max. Because if you remember the first interval, when we were doing four minute intervals, it took two minutes to ramp all the way up to VO2 max. So you won't be able to get there in your first 30 second intervals. But because you only have 30 seconds of rest, Each time you rest, you're going less and less of the way back down to baseline, so you're ramping up. So it takes several cycles to even get up to VO2 max, but once you are there, the physiological lag works for you as you'll stay at VO2 max during a large portion of your recovery period too because it lags into your recovery period. And so we call these intervals 30-30s because they're 30 seconds on 30 seconds off although they're not really 30 seconds off because you still got to keep pedaling during your off period 50 percent of VO 2 max is not completely it's
0: not easy spinning right. well,
1: it it's easy but it's not um totally no force paddling right.
0: and how did you how do you spell her name just so people you said google it i, I was
1: v-i-l-l-a-t
0: v-i-l-l-a-t
1: b, b as in ben
0: oh b gotcha B-I-L-L-A-T. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All
1: right. So this is really a powerhouse workout, these 30-30s, because you can actually accrue more time at VO2 max than you actually spend pedaling at VO2 max power. And these 30-30s, so they're giving you the physiological benefits because your body's spending time at this maximal oxygen consumption level, but because you're actually having to spend less Time at the power they don't hammer your legs so much so there's less fatigue load on your leg muscles and you can go out and have a fun mountain bike ride the next day because you're not totally trashed from the intervals
0: and with any of these is it where i know we've discussed on previous podcasts but is it where you do like a 10 15 minute warm-up can you just give people an idea maybe they're just kind of tuning in for the first time
1: yeah, so um these intervals, the 3030s, are ideal for trainer sessions, and a lot of mountain bikers right now are stuck on their trainer to do their quality intervals because there's ice on the road, or you know, they just can't get outside because of the darkness. So if you're on a trainer, 10-15-minute warm-up with a few efforts to get your heart rate up, and then Do 15 sets of 30 seconds at your VO2 max power alternated by 30 seconds at 50% of your VO2 max power. And then cool down and get off the trainer. So you could bang this workout out in 30 minutes on a trainer. It's a really efficient workout.
0: There you go, people. You have no excuse.
1: So I really like this for early season training. When you're looking at low volume VO2 max, it doesn't trash your legs. You're just looking for a little bit to ping that BO2 max, bump it up to the next level, so the bulk of your training that's coming up in February and March, you can do that all at a higher level. And I also like these for mountain bikers because it does mimic more of what we see on the trails, the more on-off, on-off type power that we see when we're actually out riding on trails. Trails aren't steady state power. Hmm. they are also... These 30-30s, they're psychologically easier to do. It's much easier to get amped up to do a 30-second interval than it is for a four-minute interval. And that's always something that I bear in mind for mountain bikers who would much rather just be out riding trails than doing intervals, especially indoors.
0: Right. Right.
1: I hear you. So I really like these. I really like the 30-30s, and I use them a lot with my athletes. So – There you have it. That's the what, why, when, and how of VO2 max intervals. And that's the end of our four-part interval mountain bike radio shows.
0: That's awesome. And I I know listeners really appreciate that you've given them all this information. And listeners, if you have any questions, like I said in the beginning, you can always email Linda. It's Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, at lwcoaching.com. Or go to lwcoaching.com and go to her forum on there. It is, I think she said like 10, 10 different questions a day at this point. Right now it's really busy, I'm guessing just because of New Year's. So there's a lot of information over there, a lot of people talking, a lot of questions, a lot of answers. So go check that out. Uh, before we wrap this up, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. And um, be sure if you're listening to this on the app, we would really appreciate it if you went over the app, gave us a review, a rating. So preferably five stars, that would be awesome. Click on, give us five star rating, leave a review. It helps us move our way up in the rankings as far as letting other people. So if somebody searches mountain bike or mountain biking or whatever within the different app, well, it bumps our ratings up a little bit. So it'll be easier for other people to find. So that's it. And uh I think that's it, Linda. So. Oh, yeah, where else can people, me. uh, can you just give people an idea? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, LW Coaching on Twitter. Uh, is there any other way that you can, they can get a hold of you?
1: Facebook's great. Um, on my website, there's a contact button or post questions anytime on my forum. Those are really good ways to get in touch with me.
0: Okay. And when's the next open coaching day?
1: Uh, today.
0: Oh, is it? I totally <laughs> missed it. Oh, no. Uh,
1: so I always do it the first week in the month and I alternate days because everyone has different schedules and getting hit it on different days, but generally try to do it the first week of a month.
0: Okay. And is that still going? Uh, so it usually go, you just go to the end of the day. Yeah, usually. Okay. okay, cool. So listeners, you missed this one, but you'll get the next one. So just go over to her Facebook page and she gives you updates, but basically what open coaching day is, is she is online all day and it's on facebook right they can just go to your facebook page and
1: yeah
0: go to your facebook page and answer questions or ask questions and then you answer and you get that all day
1: all day except for when i go out for a bike ride or i do a mountain bike radio show
0: okay exactly (laughs) exactly all right well cool thank you linda i appreciate the time and thank you listeners that'll do it for this episode of the lw coaching show on mountain bike radio